Okay, guys, so hopefully everybody's well. I'm currently, I actually feel like I've done two podcasts in the last week, but for whatever reason, I, I didn't upload them. And I think it's because it's been quite a, probably just like a stressful week, which, you know, that's absolutely fine. There's nothing, um, there's nothing really wrong with that, but I guess I was just distracted. And so, um, I figured what I'll do is, well, one of them I sadly can't upload because I think the file ended up being like a little bit corrupted or whatever along those lines. Um, the second podcast that I did was maybe like two days ago and then I kind of feel like I didn't upload it because, sorry, I'm just pouring water into a bottle, so it'll be a bit noisy for a second. I didn't upload the second one because I kind of feel like I had sort of talked about the fact that it had been a stressful time, but that I was still going to go to Berlin. (laughs) And then I probably spent the next, like, 24 hours trying to, you know, talk myself out of going. And so then I probably just thought, thank fuck I didn't upload that podcast because now I would like look really stupid if I'm, you know, potentially going to withdraw from Berlin. <laughs> and yet here I am in Berlin. Um, so it, it kind of about sums up the week, I guess you could say. Like it, it, I just need to shake up this more time. This is kind of what made me do a podcast because I was making up my pre-race drinks and sort of felt like a good moment to explain some things about fueling and drinking um so yeah look it, it was a it was a busy week in terms of yeah just like feeling a bit unsure about you know myself and um there's a there's a problem in sport and it kind of revolves around like setting these big goals um and as i sort of it's kind of a side topic but i've kind of sort of started to realize i don't know maybe everybody else already knew this about themselves or me but um i clearly use um big races you know, setting big goals and then obviously the the training itself. I obviously use these these big moments, these big goals as a form of and I'm gonna say therapy because that's what everybody's gonna understand. But with me with me in particular, I'm I'm very, very much talking about the you know, the ADHD side of stuff. And so um part of the limitations if you if you have ADHD like I do is um you struggle essentially just with dopamine and so your body um your body isn't utilizing or I I think that's the best way to look at it it still creates um I think the same amount of dopamine it just isn't utilizing it as well and so 
the best way for me to describe that would be like you have to keep uh, refueling your car. And the reason you have to keep refueling your car is because you have a hole, a leak in your, um, I guess, where you store the fuel. And so that's kind of what happens with ADHD. You've got all this dopamine, just like, you know, everybody else. But maybe you have like, obviously you don't. But let's pretend in the, the car example, you you basically just have a leak. And so what you have to keep doing is, well, what you learn to keep doing is creating more and more dopamine. Whereas everybody else who doesn't have a, a leak, I, I fucking really like this example. Everybody else that doesn't have a leak, they can just function, um, I guess, like based on what dopamine everyone everyone will require a different amount of dopamine and if you're confused about like what dopamine is it's kind of i i guess if you i guess when you're a bit bored and then you like think of something to do and like it gives you like a little bit of like energy almost and like excitement like no matter what that plan would be for everybody it would be kind of different dopamine's that kind of what's kind of going on there so like if i a a real life example is like when i finish commonwealth games and i'm a little bit down in the dumps and i'm a little bit kind of like probably sad and all this kind of stuff and and then i literally the morning after i decide hey i have a fucking great idea and i say i could go to berlin in like five weeks time and then what is going on in my brain at that moment in time is this like rush of dopamine and it's kind of going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, woo, woo. you know, think like, think dopamine, like head hanging out the window, driving down the highway, just like, woo, you know, like fucking loving life. And so that for my brain, um, dopamine in that instant was fine. But of course, later that day, like you, you've still got your leak or whatever. And so like, you know, it, it was entering Berlin or, or speaking to your agent and getting your agent to talk to Berlin to see if you could get an entry. You know, that that provided enough dopamine for that morning. But then, you you know, you come to the afternoon and you have to do something else. You come to the, you know, the evening, you have to do something else. And if you don't keep feeding that like dopamine leak that's when you run into like i guess like little slumps and things like that and so um that can be a challenge but so i've sort of realized that i was clearly using my my brain as such or my running sorry to um you know help with like my adhd side of stuff and then that can kind of run into difficulties because then when sort of <laughs> once you the what happened over the last six weeks, if I'm completely honest, what happened over the last six weeks is I I finished comp games. Right. And I don't really feel satisfied. I don't know if I didn't feel satisfied because of ADHD or, or because I just didn't feel satisfied. And the reason I say that is because. 
honestly, I don't really know that I've ever truly felt satisfied. And so that kind of could hypothetically feed into the ADHD stuff where you're you're never really quite content. You're never you're never really satisfied. That's that's fair. So you don't really feel satisfied. Part of that is very, very normal because maybe you were disappointed with your performance. The other part might be sort of ADHD, because if you could if if you could take a logical look at that situation, then you would say to yourself, look, I know you're not super, super satisfied with how the race went. But if you look at it, you still really dedicated yourself to the training. You might not have done the right training. You might not have been able to do, you know, as much training as you'd have liked. But hypothetically, in this instance, which was my instance, I know I did all the training that I was, you know, prescribed. I I went the altitude. I did all these things. I, I ate well. I slept well. I went to bed early every night. I should have been very content at the at the finish line. You know, like the result is one one little part of all this, but but actually, from a content side of view, you should you should really be looking at multiple factors like like your input your application to the training you know your motivation your your lifestyle all this kind of stuff um and so you're not that content so what you do is what i I, forgive me for speaking in this way right because i don't i don't like using terms like normal and and because you know who the fuck am i kidding like or is any of us normal that's not fair right every everyone's normal is different but if if I was me without ADHD, then I would likely wake up um, the morning after Birmingham and I might actually have a rest day. <laughs> I might sort of be like, hey, boy, like you could probably do with a rest day. But given that ADHD is like 24 seven and like, you know, it doesn't stop and, you know, you want to use running as a you know your form of support for your ADHD well you go for a run and not only do you go for a run you you decide on the run that hey I have a great idea and and basically what your brain's doing is going I know a way that I could get loads and loads of dopamine today I could ask my agent to you know get me entered for Berlin and you don't you don't say, hey, let's see how recovery goes over the next few days, and then we'll make a, a logical decision. You say, why don't you email Berlin today? <laughs> and and so that's what that's what happens. So you, you email Berlin that day. And so what I've kind of learned is that I've probably done this quite a lot. And the next part of that equation would be, because I was speaking to my sports psychologist about this the other day and so the next part of that equation would be the next dopamine rush is you know the plan and now now you now you plan for berlin you you figure out how many weeks you have and then you you build a plan but the, the problem the problem if you're using running to support your like your your brain, let's call it, as therapy, well, your your plan is always going to be compromised, okay? Because 
the first the first problem is that you know well the, the fucking obvious problem is you've just ran a marathon the day before okay in my example the next problem is that you've probably only got five six weeks because my brain would my brain would would never let me well my brain previously would never have let me plan a race that you know was perhaps 16 weeks away 12 weeks away five months away i don't know god forbid you would put a plan in place that would actually give you time to be organized and so that's probably the next problem then the then the problem after that is that the the logical plan would likely say okay well you've just run a marathon so what we should probably do is take a week off you know we should probably recover because that's recovery is really important and so even if i thought that my adhd brain would go am i fuck taking a week off <laughs> because bless my poor adhd it's 24 7 and so it says to itself there is no fucking way i'm taking a week off because then like basically what my brain's saying is then who's going to support my adhd if i take a week off whereas anyone that has a brain that jumps around a little bit and you know can get itself up to all kinds of mischief knows that when you finish a run you you feel pretty pretty relaxed pretty settled pretty content doesn't mean everybody has adhd but you understand that feeling and so for adhd which which you know probably needs probably needs to be treated every two three hours with exercise walk meditation um yeah like you're you're doing something that provides some kind of a release every couple of hours drinking a cup of coffee in a coffee shop um and so yeah like it's very difficult in that world i mean some of these meditation and and journaling for example is one means of support for adhd um going for a 60 minute run or a tempo is a is a big way of supporting adhd right so if you could just get away with meditating six seven times a day well you know that'd be that'd be awesome but so your plan is already confined to what your adhd will allow and so i guess the the only reason i thought about all this was because ever since com games everything was just go 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 okay it was straight into full training training really hard really hard runs in the park hard sessions on the track just just really pushing and pushing and pushing right and then one day i wake up and i'm like oh i think i'll have a rest day today and then the next day i I wake up and i'm sick right and i have a like i'm bedridden and and tired and resting heart rate's really high and things like this and and so then you're like shit like i i always think of it this as like a metaphor like a you're on this like fast moving train and then all of a sudden you know bang like the train crashes and it's only when the train crashes that you actually take a step back and go whoa like what have i been doing right and so the indecision over this week 
was it was a couple of things. It was hey, like you you've just got sick. You're 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 sick from pretty much Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You know, in the final ten days before a marathon, your resting heart rates fifty four instead of forty two. It kind of goes 46, 48, 50, 54. And then it starts coming back down again. So you don't feel very good in your your final couple of sessions, which is never fun. And then you don't have time to do any training that would tell you that you're, you know, you're healthy. So excuse my my bluntness here but you're kind of fucked either way <laughs> you're you're fucked because who the fuck wants to be sick with 10 days to go and then you don't even get to like test if you're healthy because it's too close to the marathon and so anything you would do would like jeopardize the marathon and that's kind of sucks but then the other indecisive bit was because like i said like you've came to this realization that you've been using running as a as a tool to support you which there's nothing new there we we all know that we do that but i i don't think we ever consider the consequences and so the consequences in in my probably the last two years of my life you're going to start looking at the consistency of results and you're going to start questioning how much of the consistency of these results was affected by you know the fact that you were using running as a means to support like your your mental therapy rather than running which let's only focus on professionals here and and me today it's my job my job is to perform and that changes things because if if it was just like the hobby, and I, I don't mean that in a degrading way, I promise. I, I really don't. Um, but if it was just fun, and if it was just for therapy, which, fuck me, I love that. Like, I'm a massive, massive advocator of that. You know, that's why lots of people love to run, because it really helps. It's, it's fucking amazing. It's brilliant. But when it's your job, and your job is to perform, you have to be careful. And I've only sort of came to realize this, like honestly, like in the last like 10 days, which is huge. And like I said, other people might have copped onto this a bit sooner, but I'm, I'm probably guessing you're now scratching your head going, fuck, how much? Because, because here's the problem, right? Even if you don't know it yet, but you solely use running for therapy, right? Then you'd never enter a race, okay? So you'd only do it just as therapy or to help you be more productive during the day or but you'd never enter a race when things get tangled is when you enter your first race and then then you're using your therapy as a means to you know give you something else now the race could still be therapy because it could be like well i'm just going to push myself harder than previously and i think that would work better okay it's kind of like changing your dose of medication. But the danger is when you start having expectations and, and you want to run fast and all these things. And so on one hand, you're using this running thing as therapy. 
on the other, you have these expectations of results, right? And so as long as the, the balance is right and you're not letting your – basically what happens with me is if I'm using running as a means to support the ADHD, right, that means, like I said, it starts crossing over into my results being affected when my planning is affected based on are you are you setting up a plan to create the optimum result on race day as in personal best or are you setting up the plan to support your ADHD in the most optimum way or your mental therapy right and so that's where it gets tangled and so for for a lot of the time they work hand in hand you know you 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 can do both. You can kind of train for the big result, but also gain therapy in that buildup. But it's when the brain steps in and goes, no, that doesn't work for me. Like, it doesn't work for me to go to altitude or it doesn't, it doesn't work for me to take two weeks off because I can't take two weeks off. It's not that I don't believe it would help. It's that ADHD is 24-7 and I'm like, fuck me, that would really be difficult and my life might be worse for two weeks and so those two weeks of running is, is more about therapy than it is about it's also like anyone who wants to you know understand dopamine dopamine's like you know i finished world champs i don't i'm not happy with the result i have a i have a tough week and then i decide to do dublin two weeks later and the dopamine goes wow 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 now if the Dublin Marathon had called me up and said, Stephen, you know, we understand you want to run Dublin. I tell you what we'll do. We'll move it back two months. We'll give you we'll give you two months to prepare. And I'd say no, because <laughs> that wouldn't provide the same levels of dopamine. The, the dopamine was so high because it was fucking two weeks. And I was like, that gave me like that was like a buzz. That was like a. Nice. I've only got two weeks. How the fuck am I going to pull this one out? And and it's the risk and it's the thrill and it's the so. But of course, two months hypothetically should be better. Every athlete should want like that more time, you know. And so a lot of this week has been probably in a good way. It's been discovering that moving forward, it would be really useful to make sure that um plans are set up to support the best possible result at the end of the day and not simply set up to feed you know this this therapy loop and that it's not that the therapy loop is not important it's just that i i'm always going to have to make sure that running is about optimum performance and then it supports mental health for now because other things can support mental health right so it's okay to use running it's just that the balance needs to tip in favor of optimal performance being at the top of the pile and not optimum support for therapy and so that's cool. Like it, it was cool to realize that. Um, it just added to the indecision of the week because it was like, well, shit. Like, 
if I'd maybe penciled Berlin, you know, into like my plan and as some way to like, you know, keep the excitement going and, and support my mental therapy. Like there's nothing, first of all, there's nothing, you haven't done anything wrong. It's not like, it's not like punish yourself for making a decision about supporting your mental health. Like, fuck no, like nobody, we're not going to do that. I'd, I'd never, ever do that because mental health is so important. That a job is a job, but getting the balance right is, is important when, if the result maybe doesn't go as well, then your mental health is actually impacted by that result. So now you start to understand the balance, right? Because you can't win either way. Um, so I guess the what sort of then happened was I was like, well, you've probably came off Commonwealth Games. You've been disappointed. You've, you've thrown this big goal into the, you know, the equation Berlin Marathon, World Marathon Major, fastest marathon in the world, super exciting, straight back into full training. Whether or not that plan was a mistake, it doesn't matter now. But it, but it was, if you plan something and you commit to something, you should stick to it. I'm I'm really learning that, right? And so I planned to go to Berlin and I wanted to, you know, when I originally set up the plan, I, I wanted another positive step forward. So this year was all about like positive steps and Rotterdam was a good start. Then for whatever reason, having, having trained in a way that I felt like really led to a solid day at Rotterdam, aside from a few issues, it's like I finished Rotterdam and forgot what the goal of this year was. So I was trying like that new training method. I was using a lot of threshold stuff. And and then all of a sudden for the Com games, I just went back to being ADHD Steven and, <laughs> and I fucking changed everything again. Oh, how often will I do that? And so after Commonwealth games, like this is quite a good thing. I, I went back to the kind of work that I was doing before Rotterdam. And so Berlin is set up to be a a positive step in the right direction. And so as it stands, the quickest I've ran this year is 2.14.30, for a marathon. And so Berlin is an opportunity on a fast course with nice weather to run, hopefully, my quickest marathon in in the last two years but also i i forgot to qualify for the world champs this year in in oregon i sort of forgot that like points was a thing and so there was a lot of athletes qualified for world champs via like ranking points and because i never race i didn't have any ranking points and so I did, it wasn't, even though I might have been putting this plan in place to help with like therapy or ADHD, whatever you want to call it, it's not, it wasn't necessarily a bad one because I could use a lot of the training, a lot of the time at altitude before Com Games as a positive way, train for Berlin, 
race Berlin, try to have a really solid day. And then I, I also planned five weeks later to go to Dublin. And Dublin, because it's the national champs, first of all, it'll be a really fun day because it's Dublin and it's cool as shit. But also there's points available for like national championships. And so my plan was hopefully to, you know, if I had two positive runs, you know, end of September, end of October, you might find yourself in a position at the end of October, like in a really good spot. And this is what happened like the year of Doha. I went to Doha and I wasn't really satisfied with the result. And then I went to Dublin, like, I guess three weeks later and like had a, you know, a brilliant run to come second. But it just meant that I remember someone asking me, like, I guess after the race, like, like, where does this leave you with like ranking points and stuff like that? And, and because I came second and then that was like first Irish person and because I ran like 212, which was, you know, pretty fast, it, it, it felt like, like I, I had already qualified, even though it was just one result, but it was such a good day for points. It's like I had like seen the deal in that one day. And I obviously, the alternative would have been like sitting at home and not gone. So this week I kind of decided, look, like you're healthy now, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're not sick today. You're resting heart rates back down. Like, well, what's the worst can happen? You know, now don't get me wrong. I wish it was that fucking simple. Look how casually I've just said that. Like I sat there and I went, Stephen, what's the worst could happen? easy let's go it was not that easy it's been a fucking week a week of don't go please don't go you should go no you shouldn't go fucking i'm gonna go run 209 nah nah i'm not going because marathons are really tough and blah 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 oh my god it's been a fucking week but at the end of the day like i'm not wrong like what is the worst can happen like it's not that it's not that deep like i think i think sometimes we get a little bit like neck deep in like the stress of it all like it's not that serious this is life like it's not it's just it's just another race you know it's cool it's berlin have really 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 spoiled me since i got to berlin I, i've been in a lovely hotel lovely hotel by myself i have 13 drinks bottles in front of me because they set up 13 drink stations 13 that is insane i'm I'm gonna be able to like fuel every like two and a half three k it's it's amazing absolutely amazing um yeah like i've i've you know my my new under armor prototypes my lovely new race kit i am oh i'm in a great spot here a real great spot and and that has to count for something beautiful weather fastest course in the world um a real good opportunity to put like i said another um solid result on the board and and a lot of that's on on me you know i i prepared well for a marathon did a lot of good marathon stuff and so if my i think if your ambition doesn't get ahead of you know your your current limitations even though kipchoge does say no human is limited but i think i might be a little bit limited uh, 
anything under like 208 <laughs> um but yeah like who knows like i i'm gonna just run less tied down to like a time goal and more just like after such a stressful week and and everything that has gone on in the last month of my life i i really think people it'd be very difficult to appreciate the changes in life when you're kind of told about something like ADHD and and you start maybe diving into what all in your life it's affected and can be it can actually be quite upsetting but then also it can be very um freeing in a way like very you feel a bit more like 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 previously you weren't free and now you're free and that that might have been scary because I might have been like, well, fuck, maybe I don't want to run anymore. But I do, which is cool. So now I get to just do running because, like, like I'm fast and, like, I can think about, like I said, optimum performance, not, like, how do I use running as a means to support um, ADHD in the most optimum way, um, which which I can still do, by the way. Like I said, they cross over hugely. Um, but running, if I want running to be performance based, then it has that has to be the most the top priority in in plans. And so once Berlin and Dublin are kind of like out of the equation, then what will be important is and even after Berlin, like once Berlin's over, like I'm gonna take a week off, which doesn't sound scary to me like it would before because I know it's the right thing to do and I've I've learned all different types of ways to support the ADHD so like I talked about like there's other forms of exercise and um yeah like other forms of exercise the journaling and and yeah like I can I'm sure I can bike around the park or go for a walk or but but a week off running where my legs just get a chance to relax and I actually think that then helps the result at Dublin. It doesn't hinder, right? It's going to help the result because it's kind of what I did after Doha before Dublin the last time. I had a week's holiday. Um, and so, yeah, like, but also then, sorry, once Dublin's over, the next plan will really be centered around performance. And it'll be, it'll be what... What does it take to build, you know, a really good result? And I might think, you know, gym, yoga, time, recovery first, you know, whether it's a week off and then maybe an easy week, like a recovery period. Um, maybe it's you should try to run a 10K PB before your next marathon build up. It's going to have a lot of thought. It's probably going to have altitude components in there. Um, and, and I think that's um, really important. And like I said, it'll be centered around um, the best possible running result being the end goal, not the best possible way to support the psychology. Yeah. All right. I hope there was something insightful within there. Um, but yeah, fuck Berlin Marathon tomorrow. Let's go.